part of the Press Play Podcast Network. Are you tired of struggling with dandruff, dryness, and harsh chemicals for your beautiful melanin skin? Well, look no further than beyond Skin Deep, your ultimate solution for skin that's nourished, vibrant, and natural. Experience the transformation firsthand, just like I did. Say goodbye to dandruff in your beard and say hello to a healthier, more radiant you. What sets Beyond Skin Deep apart? It's not just a product, it's a commitment to your skin's well-being. Their environmentally friendly approach brings you the power of all natural ingredients, ensuring your skin feels revitalized without any greasy residue. And the best part? It actually works. Gone are the days of relying on harsh chemicals, medicated shampoos, and creams that just don't deliver. With Beyond Skin Deep, you're choosing a path that's gentle on your skin and the planet. You can find their amazing products on Amazon, Walmart, and it's beyondskindeep.com. That's it's beyondskindeep.com. Again, it's beyondskindeep.com. Elevate your skincare routine to new heights. Choose Beyond Skin Deep, where the journey to healthier, more vibrant skin begins. Your skin deserves the best, and Beyond Skin Deep delivers it naturally. Chapter 21 The War on Drugs and a Way Forward. Part 2 Book 6 Health in the Shadows. Within the narrative of the War on Drugs, a chapter unfolded that casts a spotlight on the often overlooked but deeply consequential health aspects of this multifaceted conflict. This chapter delved into the health disparities and challenges faced by individuals and communities, particularly within black populations. At its core, the war on drug was framed as a response to substance abuse and addiction. Yet, as the conflict unfolded, it became increasingly evident that addressing substance abuse was not simply a matter of law enforcement. It was a complex health issue. The prevalence of substance abuse, including the use of illicit drugs, prescription medications, and alcohol varied across communities, but its consequences were deeply felt. Black communities, like many others, grappled with the devastating effects of addiction. Substance abuse had far-reaching implications for mental and physical health, family dynamics, and overall well-being. From the Hyman Blog and the Press Play Podcast Network, I'm J.D. Hyman. As a black man living here in America, I am living proof that while all men were created equal, not all men are equal. We're here to dig into the American political system, explore and unearth experiences from the human condition, and be a catalyst for some hard conversations that need to be had, conversations that demand to be had. No matter what brought you here, I'm glad you came. Once again, my name is JD, and this is the Hyman Podcast. One of the central themes of this book was the limited access to healthcare and treatment services within Black communities. Disparities in healthcare access had long been a challenge and the war on drugs exacerbated these inequities. Many individuals struggling with addiction often found themselves facing barriers to receiving the care they needed. 
The stigma surrounding substance abuse further hindered individuals from seeking help. Fear of legal consequences and societal judgment often prevented those in need from reaching out for support. This led to a vicious cycle in which individuals were caught in the throes of addiction without access to the resources necessary for recovery. The mental health toll of substance abuse and the drug war's punitive measures cannot be overstated. Many individuals face not only addiction, but also the emotional distress and trauma associated with arrests, incarceration, and the disruption of families and communities. Moreover, the heavy-handed law enforcement tactics used in the war on drugs such as stop and frisk contributed to mistrust and anxiety within black communities. The constant fear of being targeted by law enforcement took a toll on mental well-being, adding to the burden of those already struggling with addiction. In recent years, the specific health crisis, the opioid epidemic, has taken center stage within the broader narrative of the war on drugs. Opioid addiction, driven by the overprescribing of pain medication, hit communities across the nation hard, affecting individuals of all backgrounds. The opioid epidemic, while affecting a broad spectrum of society, also highlighted the importance of viewing substance abuse as a health issue. Efforts to address the crisis included harm reduction strategies, access to medication-assisted treatment, and increased availability of the overdose reversal drug naloxone. These approaches recognized the need for treating addiction as a medical condition, not solely as a criminal one. As this era unfolded, it became increasingly evident that addressing the health aspects of substance abuse was essential. Calls for a shift away from punitive measures and towards a health-centered approach to addiction treatment and prevention grew louder. Advocates emphasized the need for increased access to mental health care, addiction treatment programs, and harm reduction strategies. Advocates also underscored the interconnectedness of health, addiction, and the war on drugs. It served as a reminder that the impact of this conflict reached beyond the realm of criminal justice. It touched the very core of individuals' physical and mental well-being and highlighted the urgent need for comprehensive and compassionate solutions. Book 7. Policing Practices and Perceptions In the unfolding narrative of the war on drugs, the pivotal role of policing practices and the profound impact of these practices on communities, particularly with Black neighborhoods, this chapter delves into the complex interplay between law enforcement strategies, perceptions of policing, and their consequences. The war on drugs brought about a significant shift in policing practices. Law enforcement agencies across the country adopted more aggressive tactics in their efforts to combat drug trafficking and use. These tactics often included widespread surveillance, drug task force, no-not warrants, and as mentioned before, the stop-and-frisk operations. While these measures were framed as necessary for public safety and the eradication of drugs, they disproportionately targeted black individuals and communities. Law enforcement operations fueled by racial profiling and biased perceptions often led to over-policing of neighborhoods with predominantly black populations. Racial profiling in which individuals are singled out by law enforcement based on their race or ethnicity became a pervasive issue during the war on drug narrative. Black individuals were more likely to be stopped, searched, and arrested for drug offenses, even when there was no evidence of wrongdoing. 
The perception that black individuals were more likely to be involved in drug-related activities perpetuated a cycle of discriminatory policing. These practices eroded trust between law enforcement agencies and black communities, creating a profound sense of fear and resentment. Residents often felt that they were under constant surveillance and encounters with police became fraught with anxiety and mistrust. The consequences of these policing practices extended beyond individual interactions with law enforcement. Communities experienced a sense of vulnerability and insecurity as residents felt that their neighborhoods were treated as battlegrounds in the war on drugs. The aggressive tactics employed by law enforcement, such as no-knock raids, could lead to dangerous and sometimes deadly confrontations. Innocent bystanders, including children, were sometimes caught in the crossfire, further intensifying the distress and anger within these communities. This point in history also marked a shift in perceptions of justice. As the drug war escalated, many within black communities began to question whether the criminal justice system was fair and just. The stark disparities in arrests and sentencing coupled with the perceived targeting by law enforcement contributed to a deep-seated skepticism about the fairness of the legal system. Individuals who had been subjected to aggressive policing practices often felt that they had been denied their civil rights and were not treated with dignity and respect. This erosion of faith in the justice system had profound implications for community police relations and civic engagement. The need for reform in policing practices became increasingly evident. Advocates and activists within black communities, along with their allies, called for an end to racial profiling a reevaluation of drug enforcement strategies, and a greater transparency and accountability in law enforcement. The evidence of the complexity of the war on drugs and its impact on perceptions of justice and policing were no longer hiding behind the auspices of political tyranny. It served as a catalyst for discussions on reforming law enforcement practices, addressing systemic racism within police departments, and rebuilding trust between communities and the police. What's up, everyone? Chase Smith here, host of the Chase Smith Podcast, and my podcast reflects who I am. My hobbies, my interests, my passions, my curiosities, my careers, my questions, and my family. I'll spend time talking about all types of sports, movies, TV shows, trending news stories, and other cultural events, and even faith. This is who I am, and I hope I can get to know you as well. Join me on the Chase Smith Podcast, and let's have some thought-provoking conversations only on the Press Play Podcast Network. Hello, Brooks here with the Books with Brooks monthly book club podcast. Here's how Books with Brooks works. We read one book a month, and then we talk about it. Classics like Stephen King's The Shining, debut novels like We Are the Brennans by Tracy Lang, and tons of other compelling, life-changing stories, one book and one month at a time. So come read along with us and then listen in. Welcome everyone to Podcast 616, the official podcast of Earth 616. I am your host, Damon Royster, and I am inviting you to listen and subscribe to this Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. On Podcast 616, we gather some of today's greatest comedians, writers, and actors to dive deep into all things Marvel, like comic book history and lore, all the interconnected superhero storylines, and of course, who's hot and who's not in the MCU. Honestly, why aren't you listening right now? You have the power to listen to Podcast 616. And as we always say, with great power comes even greater responsibility. Listen and subscribe to Podcast 616 wherever you get your podcasts.
Book 8, Crime and Violence in the Shadows As the war on drugs continued to unfold, a new narrative emerged, bringing to the forefront the intertwined issues of crime and violence within communities, particularly those heavily impacted by the drug war. It was during this time that we could explore how drug trade and aggressive law enforcement tactics contributed to an environment marked by criminality and danger. Central to this point was the role of the illegal drug trade. The war on drugs aimed to disrupt drug trafficking networks and reduce drug-related crimes, but in many instances it had unintended consequences. The illicit drug market, driven underground by police enforcement efforts, often led to increased violence and crime as various players competed for control and territory. Communities, especially those with predominantly black populations, found themselves caught in the crossfire of drug-related violence. Shootouts, turf wars, and drug-related homicides became all too common. Residents faced the daily threat of violence, often fearing for their safety and the safety of their loved ones. The drug trade's allure extended to vulnerable youth and underserved communities. Gangs and criminal organizations offered a sense of belonging, economic opportunity, and a semblance of power to young individuals who saw few other prospects for success. The allure of quick money through drug involvement and the pursuit of status within these organizations drew in many young people. The result was a never-ending cycle of youth involvement in drug-related crime, often leading to arrests, imprisonment, and a perpetuation of the problem across generations. Young people ensnared in this cycle faced not only the threat of incarceration, but also the risk of injury or death as they became embroiled in criminal activity. As drug-related crime and violence continued to escalate, communities found themselves in a state of crisis. The very fabric of these neighborhoods were torn apart, with residents living in fear and despair. The presence of violence and crime limited economic opportunities, hindered educational attainment, and further deepened the cycle of poverty. Moreover, the criminalization of drug offenses and aggressive law enforcement tactics added to the turmoil. Residents, particularly young black men, often found themselves disproportionately targeted for arrest and imprisonment perpetuating a sense of injustice and mistrust in the criminal justice system. This served as a stark reminder that the war on drugs was not solely a battle against substance abuse. It was a multifaceted conflict with far-reaching societal consequences. The cycle of crime and violence exacerbated by the underground drug trade and aggressive law enforcement had devastating effects on communities. In response, calls for comprehensive solutions grew louder. Advocates and community leaders emphasized the need for a holistic approach that addressed not only drug addiction, but also the root causes of violence and crime. These calls called for investments in community-based initiatives, youth programs, and economic opportunities to break the cycle of criminality and violence. While the losing war on drugs still wages on to this day, the impact it has had on the American way of life, particularly the black American way of life, has been fractured in many ways that many believe cause irreparable damage. And you know, they aren't completely wrong. And while the causes of the drug epidemic seem murky at best, a clear picture can be drawn to some degree. People were hurting in unimaginable ways and they needed a way out. Well now, they need a way forward. And the only way we're going to get there is the same way we got to where we are now. 
war. War against politicians who serve no purpose but to strive to keep the old ways alive. War against the big pharmaceutical companies who profit from the strife and pestilence they continue to drive into our communities. War against the never-ending cycle of drugs and mass incarceration and a war against the people who fail to see the true devastation caused by the drug war in the first place. As said in the Latin, Sisvis Passum Parabellum, which translates, if you want peace, one must first prepare for war. My name is J.D. Hyman. This is the Hyman Podcast. I'll see you next time. The Hyman Podcast was written, edited, and produced by myself. Share with guests Whitney Hall and Mary Louise Layton co-produce and research. Cover art and branding by Kevin Aki. The theme music was composed and produced by Jim Yosef with additional music license from Epidemic Sound. The Hyman Podcast is a production of the Press Play Podcast Network. Press Play is staffed by Chase Smith, our CEO and fearless leader. I serve as Chief Operating Officer and Brooks May is the Chief Creative Officer. To learn more about the network, sponsorships, guest appearances, or if you're interested in launching your own podcast on our network, visit us on the web at www.pressplaypodcast.com. To learn more about this podcast, our mission and vision, or for sponsorship information, please visit us on the web at www.jdhyman.com.